0: Back to respect the process, this is our new Monday time slot.
1: But, I'm fine with it, yeah, as long as I actually understand what day it is.
0: It's Monday, Good. I know we're back to like an actual structured week now.
1: First of all, you and I will never have structure. No, there's that. no such
0: thing. It's yeah. uh, every day is Tuesday, as I've said many yeah. days in my life. Every there is no weekend, every day is Tuesday. Okay. But I am Kelly Hunter alongside the voice of Alabama basketball, football, baseball.
1: Whatever they tell me. Whatever,
0: whatever they, if there's a mic and you're going to be sitting here talking to it. Chris Stewart joining us. Um, Fresh off a good road win up in Nashville. Um, You know, I think Alabama loves a little drama. They don't want anybody to get comfortable (laughs) and sit back. And, uh, you know, they, at at one point, they had that 18 point lead
1: 10 minutes in the first half. Yes, 10 minutes in. Uh, You know, it's been really interesting because you're coming off of a stretch where you had three straight losses but may have been three of your best games. Right. Because those were all three top ten teams, yeah. and they were, in essence, on their home floor. Right. Maybe not literally, but very, very close. Right. You were, Alabama you were was the, on the road. You were a visitor playing in a hostile environment all three games. Right. Purdue, Creighton, Arizona. You come back, and I thought that they might struggle a little bit because you had – in terms of name value, lesser mm-hmm. opponents: Eastern Kentucky in Tuscaloosa two days before Christmas, um, Liberty, Liberty right mm-hmm. after Christmas. Neither of which was played in front of large crowds, but you were back home, and they took care of business the way they should. Right. I mean, they got after it, won by f- thirty and f- almost fifty. I mean, yeah. played great against Liberty, uh, especially, but really, really well. Minus about a three and a half minute stretch to begin the second half against Eastern Kentucky. So you're really coming off of a five game stretch where you've played very, very good basketball mm-hmm. and you're two and three. Now you start league play. And even though Nate Oates has never lost a game as the head coach at Alabama in Nashville, he's six and oh in the SEC tournament. He's now four and zero in Memorial Gymnasium. Now, here's the significance of that. Bama had not won a game in that building. I don't think, oh, that, but gosh, since 91, yeah. ninety one, uh, ninety maybe a little later it than that, but not much. Yeah, it, it was. It didn't matter how good you were. Alabama lost. Now, to be fair, Vanderbilt hadn't been Vanderbilt the last five years. Right. Yeah. But still, it didn't matter. There were a lot of times they had a team that wasn't as good, but found a way to win. Bama's up eighteen in this ball game. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes in, but to the Credit of Jerry Stackhouse's kids. They didn't quit Mm-mm. and chipped away, had it bound to four at halftime. So you, you're basically starting all over again. And Bama never did trail or let them tie the game up. It got it got closer than you wanted for right. comfort. But Alabama still kept him at arm's distance, made a couple of plays down the stretch, made a very bad play, <laughs> uh, fouling after a missed free throw, and fortunately overcame that won it by three. And again, it, it wasn't a perfect game by any stretch, but if you can play less than perfect, get a win on the road. Cause that same Vanderbilt team was a week removed from an overtime loss at a ranked Memphis team. Mm-hmm, that's so right. So they, they haven't been good, but they're playing better. Right. And so that was it was a good way to start. Now you got to come home and you got to clean some things up before you play a South Carolina team that's been playing a lot better. And coach, Oates, than they're used to. yeah,
0: coach Oates seems to have settled on his, his starting five. Like
1: that seems to be a fairly consistent group. I think so. Uh, Muhammad Wagi is the the big yeah. that they've decided to go with a little more consistent than Nick Pringle. Um, and then you go with him. You it, there's been a little bit of a tweak to it here and there, but. You know, Rylan Griffin joining Mark Sears mm-hmm. is a, a guy who yep. is more than capable of being a, a big score. He shot it so well.
0: Well they led they let him in scoring there they this did. past week. Yeah. And
1: he started off fantastic. I think he made three of his first four from three or four of his first five, whatever it was. But you know, he's six five athletics, getting stronger, uh tougher, and really does a good job yeah. for this team in multiple areas. They love who he is defensively. Uh, and he's he's getting it figured out, obviously, as the numbers would indicate on offense, but it's starting to figure out now. He doesn't know what his full rotation is, mm-hmm. and I asked him that pregame, and he said we're still trying to figure out. You know, I'd love to be settled into eight or nine, but the reality is we're trying to get to, you know, who are the ten yeah. right now, and that's still a work in progress.
0: And uh, it- you know, uh, well, first of all, I want to give major props to whoever Jerry Stackhouse's suit guy is. He's fantastic. Pretty good.
1: He can uh, afford him. Coach looks good. He's he's going to be he's he's going to look the part. He is. And, and he can he look. He's a good coach. His problem there, and he's going to have maybe. You know, he's he coach of the year last year, but mm-hmm. there are rumblings that. This is a very big year for him, which I understand because they hadn't been to the tournament since he's been there, and it's not trending the right way now, obviously. But um, he's got kind of an NBA approach, which you would understand. That's what all yeah. of his background was, and it's what people felt would be a concern. Uh, he's he runs it like an NBA coach, meaning that he kind of leaves the <laughs> the recruiting some of the scouting to other areas within the staff. Delegates. And, and maybe not that he doesn't work. It's just the mindset and the approach. There's a reason that it's done the way it is in college. Right. And there's a reason it's done the way it is in the NBA. Look at an NBA game. Look how many guys are either in suits or in the coaches' polos on the second row. It is insane. They've got more staff people. And I'm not talking about additional managers, athletic trainers, all that. I'm talking coaches. Yeah. Because I remember when Anthony Grant was on Billy Donovan's staff with Oklahoma City before he came back to Dayton Mm -hmm. as the head coach there, he was on the second row. And there were like six guys back there, all dressed alike. So you're assuming there's probably something they're in a comparable role. Yeah. Um There's just so many there in, in that league. This is, it, it's a different deal in college. And I don't know that you can truly be successful, especially at a place like Vandy, if you're not more hands-on as the coach in every facet of it. And on top of that, the, the biggest plus that they thought it would be is, well, he's Jerry Stackhouse. We know Jerry Stackhouse. We hear Jerry Stackhouse at Vandy. Yeah. It ultimately gets our attention. But
0: 18, teenage kids, yeah, it's year not olds.
1: the same deal. It's not the same deal for them.
0: No, and particularly, it is no longer the excuse of he's not playing with his guys. Because no doubt within six months, these are your guys. I mean, sure. that's when basketball in particular, uh, you don't have guys that are going to be there for two and three years. Right, They're coming in. The That's ones what you the game and, is. Yeah, and so um, I mean, that, that is truly one of the biggest differences, and it, I would say in the past five years.
1: No doubt, and you know, Nate Oates is a prime example. When you have the success that he's had winning the SEC two of the last three years, number one, recruit, uh, number one seed in the NCAA tournament last year, uh, get to the Sweet 16 again, yes, I know our aspirations were higher, I get that. But I'm just saying what you do on a consistent basis and to be there two out of the last three years, mm-hmm. regular season and tournament, two Sweet 16s, that's in three straight NCAAs, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah, And yet he still had nine new players on this year's roster, at least four of which he had to get almost last minute. Right. You know, transfer portal guys to fill things out when he had departures that he really wasn't expecting.
0: And not and not to take away from what he he has done, but he's not a big-name guy even. Like when he no. came in to Alabama,
1: Nate Oates. Hey, Brian Passing texted me the day that it came out. Brian had gotten a tip that we had our coach. He texted me. He goes, I think we got our coach. I said, great, who is it? His reply: Nate Oates. I said, "Great. Who is it?"
0: Yeah, Ted Lasso.
1: I didn't. No, I didn't know who yeah. he was. Now he goes Buffalo. I said, "I know Buffalo." Yeah, familiar with them. Nate Oates didn't know me either, and and I should have known the name Nate Oates from that, but I just didn't. No. Buffalo. He'd only been the head coach four years. Um, he'd been an assistant there, and then was a high school coach prior to that. So, I didn't. I didn't know who he was. By golly, I do now. But Every, and everybody he, yeah. does. Yeah. I
0: mean, he has a hell of a job out there yeah. to be able to go and bring in the talent. And in such a short time. And don't forget, too, he
1: didn't just have to, to get new players. He had to sign a new coaching staff. Right. Before, he had to hire three new coaches because each of his assistants got Division One head coaching jobs. That never happens. Never, nobody. You may lose three coaches, but they don't all get D1 head coaching jobs. That's what happened with Charlie Henry, Antoine Petway, Brian Hodgson, and they were the guys that had been with him for the previous four years yeah. in building what Alabama was. So he's got to get the staff in. Oh, by the way, when those guys go, they take some of your younger mm-hmm. staff members yeah. with them and promote them. So. Nate said, I had to hire a staff just to have somebody to talk to. I don't have anybody in the office no. anymore.
0: looking down the bench, looking around the office,
1: uh, gone. Never. And so the veterans on this year's team have only spent one year previously in the program. Mark Sears, Rylan Griffin, and Nick Pringle. Those are the guys that have been around that are the veterans, and they've got all of one year that they've been there.
0: It is different because, and interesting because it is so radically different. hmm than the way it has been five, ten years ago, that you almost wonder, who do they seek counsel from? Like, who? you know, as a coach, it's like, you know, I I know you're always talking to other coaches or um, advisors, but, again, you're not recruiting necessarily high school guys anymore. Yeah. You are out there actively recruiting guys who have played in college maybe two or three years. Right. Because that's your best way to be able to get to, as you said, the sweet 16 within three to four years of you taking this well, job
1: part of that staff that i talked about you've got guys that are just constantly checking the portal yeah that are helping you with the recruiting and that's all they look at i mean and they're grant trying nelson to make it from
0: a, north dakota
1: oh, perfect example fits the mold perfectly all right you lose you lose charles Bediaco, and we miss charles betty as it's turned out, probably would have been better for Charles Bediako to come back for another year. He's been cut. He got injured. He's been cut by uh, the Spurs organization. He was he was on a uh, half and half contract, whatever that's called, where you're you're under the Spurs, but you're also with the G League yeah. team. He gets hurt. He gets cut. And so I hate it for him because I think he could have played his way into a first round draft pick. Didn't happen. We're missing a rim protector. Uh, when we scheduled, let's see, when Nate scheduled um, Arizona, Creighton, Purdue, who all have big-time seven-foot centers, Yeah. we had one too. Yep. And so you're playing them when it's a bad mismatch. Almost won all three. Didn't win any. But, but miss him. But Grant Nelson goes is a guy you look at and you go, okay, we're not going to find another Charles Bediaco out there, especially as late as you were having to look. Because they felt Charles was going to come back the whole time. Yeah. He had tested the waters in the NBA, which is not uncommon. A lot of guys do that just to get a better, to go, th- it, it's going through the interview process so that the next year when it's time, you're familiar with it. You're not going in wide-eyed. You've been through that experience. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what most of those guys do. They thought he was coming back. He stayed in it. And now you got to find somebody. So, what's your best option out there? Six eleven guy that can run the floor, bring the ball up himself, and pretty good shooter, but can put it on the deck and get to the rim. Fits Nate Oates' system. The thing is, they're missing on the defensive end. What they had with Brandon was a heck of a defender. Um, Noah Clowney was a tremendous defensive mm-hmm. player as well, and. You those two along with Betty Ico, you really have missed. And again, when you got a seven footer back there that can swat things like he could, it allows you to play more aggressively on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And if you get beat, not as big a deal because you got that back line of defense. Yeah. You get beat now, you're beat. They're able they're able to get to the rim. They're trying to get better at that. But at this time, this point of the season, while you can still improve, you are who you are, and you got to live. You got to sink or swim with it. Uh,
0: Getting back to the Vandy game, uh, early on, uh, Stackhouse had them running a zone, which really forced the outside game. Which
1: they mixed it a good bit.
0: Which, to Alabama's credit, they were knocking them down from behind the arc. So, uh, and then to uh, to also slow them down, because it seems that this Alabama team. They love to pick up the pace, they make it a go. track meet. They do. And throw it because, again, it, I mean, anyone that has either played or watched enough basketball knows your team either loves a track meet or your team falls apart when it becomes, when the, right. when the uh, pace gets that high. Uh, but Vandy did a good job of, of forcing it and slowing it down a little bit there. Especially once Alabama had created such a big lead with eighteen points, right. started to slow it down, and and that was what I, th- I felt like Vandy got themselves back in the game at yeah, that point.
1: Vandy's not, um, they're not as athletic as they want to be. That was their but Ezra Mayon is a,
0: he's a hell of a ball player.
1: He's really good, but they didn't have they didn't have a ton of guys that wanted to rip and run. Yeah. with Alabama, um, they did in spots. And were successful in spots, but they had not been shooting it well right. from three point yeah. range coming in. They no. had really struggled in that regard, and still didn't in this game. I mean, not not. There were stretches where they did. They had a couple of guys that did. Another one of the hyphenated names that I can't um, Rivera Torres Rivera. Thank you. Wow, it's impressive. Um, I can't ask me, me what my ready. address
0: is. I couldn't remember I that. Flush
1: but, and get ready yeah. for the next game. Uh, but that's. You know he played really well, but I think that was a career high for him. He, that
0: was a second half for him, because it was. in the first half, I mean, I mean Mignon really dominated the first half mm-hmm. for for Vanderbilt. Uh, but you now Rivera Torres came in in the second half, and he kind, especially because Mignon got he got injured, I think, with what.
1: I'm laughing. I'm let's sir, forgive me. I'm laughing because uh, I've forgotten his first name, but it's Mignon. M- and. Ezra. And Ezra Mignon. I call
0: him Mignon because no, that's, it's filet. That's how It's I re- okay.
1: Brian Passant called him something else the entire game too, and that's the only reason I'm laughing. Yeah. It's easy, and I'll, I'm guilty of doing that. But it's not a typical name. It's not an easy name, and it do, it kind of looks – you pronounce it almost the opposite of what it looks like. Yes. But I was thinking filet Mignon and also the fact that I'm getting hungry and Passant was uh, – different as well. So it's only about a six-letter name, but it's no, been pronounced different ways. No, I famously,
0: back when um, um, Marmaduke Ninja, I, I wrote Marmaduke Ninja back when he played... Mar- <laughs> For Marmaduke, Auburn because, Marmaduke, du- because I would, Marmaduke ninja. because I would have to, you know, you put it in your scripts on TV, you're <laughs> typing it out and you're looking at it quickly when you're calling highlights. And so I have to have everything phonetically. And so for Marmaduke. me, it was Marmaduke Ninja. Oh, and so I'm sure the closed captioning people loved me,
1: that's but no, so I good.
0: like when I was taking notes, watching the game, I just put Mignon cause I'm that's easiest for me. That's another
1: where I laugh cause I've missed Jim Fife and, and, Jim was a friend, and yeah, and uh, that's why I'm, hello I mean, Dakar, Senegal. His yes. famous deal, Whenever you dunked, he'd say the hometown that you were from, and and it was as if people were actually listening in Dakar, Senegal before you had the uh, before, you, before the you had the internet radio broadcast. and uh, yeah, yeah, satellite everything. So no, it was that's pretty good. No, I mean I, that's
0: why you and and your your peers are always so impressive to me because you you nail the names. don't see
1: do Wait. wait what you're i just happened to get this one right the other day i'll butcher it as much as anybody i try to get it right but we'll butcher it left and right especially when you're doing basketball and you got to say it so, so quickly. quickly uh but it also reminds me do you, you remember johnny most who was the yeah. legendary celtics guy uh-huh. he had the you could,
0: I was a, that was my team growing up. Mine too. So, yeah. Okay. Mine
1: too. So, but Johnny, for those that don't know, Johnny had this incredibly gravelly voice. I mean, you could, it, you could practically hear him smoking the cigarettes on air, it was you know, so gravelly yes. and, and stuff. Well, Celtics were playing either a they were playing a foreign national team in an exhibition. I don't remember if it's the Soviets. I don't remember if it was China. I just know it was a foreign team. And as a play-by-play guy, I love the fact that he didn't even try. His play-by-play, you know, would normally be... uh, Bird brings it to the right wing, finds McHale, McHale back out to Bird, Bird to Johnson, DJ drives, shoots, scores, and the Celtics, you know, whatever. Yeah. But when it was the other end of the floor in that, he goes, the big one throws it to the little one, the little one throws it back to the big one, the big one back up top. I'm like, if you're Johnny Most, you can do that. Yes.
0: Because sometimes you're like, from here on out, we're just going to call him Tom. Because there's that. I've done
1: that before.
0: And I respect because even uh, what is it, DJ Uguleli? ukulele DJ,
1: that's right. Who I would. That's DJ Unguleli.
0: Unguleli. Yeah. See, and I, I always think of uh, when you say what is his name. I think of Wagyu beef or whatever. Or Wagyu. Wagyu. Thank yeah. you. That's whenever I Mohammed
1: see him. Muhammad Wagyi. Wagyi. That's. But I finally have said it enough where I can. But then we've got Muhammad Wagyi. We've also got Muhammad Diabati. I know
0: we got. Mo's. we got, two, we got mos. two
1: mos. We got. We got mo, we got we got momos and we know what to do with you. right now. But but it, yeah, those are fine. But um,
0: and I would, I would probably, if in your shoes, I would probably approach them.
1: The best of all, how was would you Kenny, like me to say your name? The best of all was Kenny Stabler, though, because Snake was so much. Snake was so much fun. Period. But you remember the linebacker at Alabama, nineties, from Shades Valley, Salim Rashid.
0: Salim Rashid, yeah.
1: You know, snake would snake would get going, and Kenny would t- start talking. And he'd talk really fast, and he would say a name, and he would stru- repeat it again. And he would say it, and he'd struggle a little bit. And uh <laughs> used to have fun with this. One. Goes, "Yeah, really good play by the linebacker, Eli. Sali- salam, Rashad. Salam, Ramalama <laughs> um, Ding number, number number eleven. Number eleven oh, did a really good job 11. right there. Just call oh. him number eleven, Snake." <laughs>
0: When you own it and just embrace it, that's so that's fine. You Kenny it's just, Stabler,
1: you can say whatever you, you want. You
0: honestly can't.
1: Man, I miss him.
0: Uh, gosh. Yeah. Okay, so we start uh, – Alabama led by four at the half. Cut the lead from uh, 18 to four. Um, and then midway through the second, uh, Vinny's still hanging around. But Alabama – It stayed at about a nine or ten mark throughout the second half, and I really do feel like the seventy the seventy eight seventy five score belies the fact that it was not that close. Now I do think if if Vandy had had another thirty seconds,
1: it was dangerous. It was going to be. I really do think that at that point, it was dangerous. And if you ever let them actually tie it or take the lead, it could have felt very different. Yeah. But it didn't. They never let it happen. I'll tell you another part. We hadn't, I hadn't talked about this. That place was far from packed, and it's a it's, it's a, a weird e- setup too. It's a too. Weird setup, but it's a great. It's a terrible building, but it's a great building. Okay, I wouldn't it want the to play best of times, there. It was the it, worst. It of is. Times. It, there's there's a lot of that to it because it it's awful, and yet there's some aspects that are just fantastic. Um
0: because okay so, so the setup is the teams sit on the baselines.
1: Correct because the way the floor is laid out it is almost like a stage. Yeah. When you are on for lack of a better term when I'm sit- press row but when you're sitting courtside and you're on the front row of courtside you are sub floor. Yeah because the, the floor up is at elevated. The floor. Yes. Um what is made more unique on our end. And I understand sponsorships and signage and all that stuff. It's just flat out stupid. They've got a you know those scores tables that you have yeah. down press row most places right. and they've got digital boards mm-hmm. and stuff. Um when you're sitting courtside on them that's one thing. You know, you understand it's tough to see the end. That's fine. Yeah. We have that at Tuscaloosa. There's only so much you can do with it because of where your space setup is. But when you've got a sitting subfloor and it is blocking from about three to four feet inside the free throw line all the way to the baseline in your subfloor, that means you can't flip and see. yeah. Which you is an important part. Of, it's an important there part. There was of the a game. player yeah. down underneath the basket, got knocked down on the baseline for Alabama, and I had no clue who it was. Oh, that's right. He you got, can't yeah, see it going in for the rebound because you can see them. You can see him from the waist up, but you when he went down, you have no clue if they're inbounds, out of bounds, four feet from the baseline, four inches from the baseline. You can't see.
0: You need to put this the, in your Yelp review.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, it uh, would be. And people have complained they don't do anything. No, it they is don't such care. a it's such it's a, Vanderbilt. It's almost like
0: boxing because you are sitting there looking up and and,
1: and that that's fine. If, if you had a
0: better act, of if
1: you didn't point. have something blocking yeah. half the ring, which is almost what it is. And I remember how I became bitter old man, get off my lawn, going down this road. Yeah. but it is a unique place. Most of it is is real. I think really cool. There was I think it was the previous trip. To Nashville, I were there really early, and I just kind of walked around and looked from the different perches. Yeah, and I was picturing what that's like, you know, in a packed house, and where I originally started down the path on this story is that it wasn't packed, but it was a really good crowd there for a team that was sub five hundred, right, starting conference play. But the reason the building looked as good as it did in terms of the crowd. I had a ton of fans well, there. That's what
0: I was going to ask. A bunch. It's, it's not a hard trip. To it's get an, and, easy and, trip. What a great weekend. Go up to Nashville 2 for the 30's weekend. 2.30 is perfect
1: because yeah. you could do what I did, drive up, uh, and go back. You don't yeah. have to. You can make a weekend of it. You can get a room the night before, night after, both, whatever you want to do. But you don't have to to go see them. Mm-hmm. And you can get tickets because you know they're not going to sell out.
0: Same thing as football. Exactly. No doubt.
1: So Baseball, not so much. Uh, but. Yeah, they, they do pretty well there. Yeah. But – also, smaller venues, but that was that's a really good place to go on a trip, and it was the perfect time mm-hmm. to be able to do it. And you got a lot of fans in Tennessee, you got a lot of fans in North Alabama, uh, all of those factors, and they took full advantage. Man, they were that's about a three tiered area, and in, in two tiers were full. Yeah, and you the could hear the overwhelming majority was Alabama, and they made noise. And so when Vandy made a run very late in the game, their crowd made a lot of noise, yeah. and it actually had some atmosphere it felt it felt like a big time game in a, in a pressure situation. but if Alabama had not had the following right behind them, mm-hmm. I think they played an impact. I think you could have felt i think that was a i think that was a, a, a two possession factor yeah is, is having the crowd like you did in two possessions was a difference in that ball game.
0: And, I, you know, what I said earlier is that I, I don't think that when you look at the score, it necessarily tells the tale of the game. But one thing that Alabama has got to do is a better job at closing, is just stepping on,
1: step on the neck. And they had done that in the two previous games against yes. two, two teams that, frankly, are probably both better than Vanderbilt. But Alabama didn't play as well on the defensive yeah. end. Vandy on its best night is as good – as those other teams, probably better than Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, I don't know that Vandy's better than Liberty. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Liberty played uh, didn't play as well in the Birmingham game. I didn't see all of it. I just know Bama played exceptionally yeah. well. Um, they're they're a dangerous team. They could have. That's one that you could have had a you could have had your hands full if you didn't play well in yeah. Birmingham. They did. Um, it was nice to see Bama find a way to finish that out and not let it get away. Yeah, uh,
0: it, off day for Estrada. Didn't have a basket in the first half. I yeah. think finished with five. Um, right. Sears led uh, with twenty-one, and then Ryland Griffin was sixteen. Uh, team shot twenty-six out of fifty-three. Um, but Alabama, I mean, they lead the league in points per game. I think they're second in the nation. One of the best in the nation. Yeah. Um, and then you know,
1: Mark Sears also leads the league. Let me tell you. If if Alabama can contend, and I don't know if they can. This is a really good league, and there are teams that defend as well as scored a really good clip. Um, we'll talk about that in the weeks ahead. But if if Alabama can be near the top in the league, I think Mark's got a real good chance of winning player of the year. If Alabama is going oh, wait, to contend. to okay, Mark, sorry. Yeah, if Mark Sears um, – or excuse me. If Alabama does contend for the league title, yeah. it'll be because Mark Sears continues to play at the level he has been. And if he continues to do that, he's going to be very much in the mix for player of the year in the conference.
0: Does he have another year after this or is uh, this a, I was just He's a to, senior. Yeah.
1: I have no idea anymore okay. I know. with what these things look like. And maybe there's who knows if if he could come for another year, um are there NIL opportunities to be exciting or if he's the player of the year in the in the Southeastern Conference.
0: Is there a place for him? He's
1: probably going to be. An yeah. in, here, here's why I think he can play in the NBA. Shoots it incredibly well. Can get to the basket despite being a tad undersized mm-hmm. by NBA standards. Strong enough to get to the rim. Yeah. Creative. Great, really good passer. Unselfish. Tough on the defensive end. I'm Again, I'm not the best judge of what's a next level guy. And he's not a given like a Brandon Miller or Noah Clowney or some of the others that we've had go in the last few years, and those are not the only two. But I think he's got a real yeah. opportunity. he could because play his it, way in. Score, he could. And SEC Player of the Year on the resume, again, not that that's a, a guarantee for um, NBA status or draft status. But if you if you're able to show that level of consistency in a yeah. league as good as the SEC is Doesn't now, hurt. it would help.
0: Uh, top to bottom, league looks pretty good to start the season off right now. Alabama has South Carolina coming in tomorrow night, Tuesday evening. They're 13 and one. Yeah, uh, they lead the league at this point. It will be interesting to see how Alabama is able to play with a team coming into Tuscaloosa like yeah, this. Yes,
1: I think so. And these this is one that if you're going to make noise. And you're going to give yourself a chance. Um, if you've got the schedule, if you can look for me, who they've got after Mississippi State. Because oh. I, I know they've got Mississippi State on the road this weekend. And then that would normally mean you're back home. But I know we were talking about it, we being the crew, Yep. that you've got a chance. you got a chance to get those first four. And you really need to. None of them are easy because the league's not easy. Right. And Vandy Vandy was proof of that the other night. But if you can find a way to get the um, find a way to get to the first four. Yeah. And I can get that for you. I know really I got we, so
0: Alabama has Mississippi State. They travel to Starkville on Saturday. Um, another nice easy kind of Saturday trip for <laughs> Driving you. Driving
1: wise, yes. Driving wise, yes. Driving but you're, wise, you're, yes. You're
0: still going to Starkville. Um, um
1: but, in terms of who you're going to play, that'll be um, – they'll get after you. Mississippi State, and then you're home against Missouri. I thought it
0: was Missouri, but I couldn't. Yeah,
1: and then you go to Knoxville on January 20th. That's, that's going to that's be. Er, that's, that's be an early Saturday um, tip for that game, I believe. And then you're back home against Auburn. You're back home against LSU three days later. and Then you go to Georgia. So there are some opportunities – For some wins, they're not given. Yeah, but then you play Tennessee and Auburn back to back, who may be the two best teams in the league this year. Kentucky's really good, I know. Florida showed that they're they're pretty good. Uh, Ole Miss will be dangerous, especially in Oxford. Uh, I'm going to have to see more from Ole Miss, right? I agree. Than what they did in the non-conference because they didn't play a very. I'm yeah. not faulting them. I'm not being critical. I'm just saying everybody was going nuts and oh they're in the top 25. Well then they're but in they the played. top 25 yeah. because of the record, the respect for the league, and the respect for their coach, um, Chris Beard's. You know, been given another chance and and will do well. I think, um, but there are some real chances. For wins, but you got two games with Tennessee, one of them on the road, you got two games with Auburn. Um the rest of it though, and I know A and M's not bad, Kentucky is on the road, February twenty fourth. Put it this way if this Alabama team does get it figured out um on the defensive end of the floor and maintains who they are offensively, they are not gonna be a team that, that people wanna face. Right. This year, I think they've got a chance. This is going to sound so crazy. Um,
0: I love crazy.
1: They've got a ch- they've got a chance if they do what I think they're going to do in the league and be competitive. Mm-hmm. They may be a more dangerous postseason team than they are a regular season team, and I'll leave it. Yeah, I won't go beyond no. that. No, some teams a are built. Some teams are built to be well, postseason
0: teams, and right now,
1: they are healthy. They they are they have stayed remarkably healthy. Figure out healthy. the defensive end. Keep getting again closer because we talked about this at the start. They only got three guys who are veterans yeah. in Tuscaloosa, and those guys only have one year in Tuscaloosa. Right. So this group's still trying to figure each other out, and I, as they do. They're going to get better.
0: And one thing that they had fewer fouls than Vanderbilt this past weekend. I mean, step you got, in the
1: right direction. Yeah, they had too many turnovers though. Yeah, they, they got to yeah. be better at protecting the basketball, and I think they will. Um, they're too skilled on the offensive end to be as generous with it as they were. But those the things that they need to correct and fix, I think they're capable of. Yeah, you know, you can't be. They're, they don't have the seven-footer. They don't have the rim protector. But they do have size and athleticism. Right, yeah. That that can mask that somewhat. But they got to do it as a team. There's not one guy that can bail you out like Betty Aco could. Yeah. If they get that figured out, they're going to be really, really good.
0: Let's quickly uh, talk football before we get out of here tonight. Okay. National championship game. Um we, I, here, here's what I think is most interesting, and I'm gonna. I, I saw this, and I'm, I'm not the first person to see this. We're gonna call it the Ted Bowl because I don't know if you saw that uh, Ted Kaczynski went to Michigan and Ted Bundy went to oh, Washington. Dear
1: Lord, I'm sure that was not in the game notes. So I, I don't. Well, I was gonna schools. say
0: if that the if if the SID wants to go ahead and drop oh, that in, Lord. you could. Um oh. But uh, mm. if you want to make a pick tonight,
1: take Kaczynski over. Bundy, where did where did,
0: well, the, where did Bundy gets, go to school? He went to Washington. That's why I was like, if you're talking about physicality, I think you go with Ted Bundy in Washington. If you're looking, if there's if there's a written portion of this, then I think you go with Kaczynski and Michigan.
1: Kaczynski was at least was at least
0: was he the Unabomber? He was the Unabomber. Okay, remember mind. he wrote his big manifesto. Never mind. And he was the mathematician guy. Bundy was just uh, awful. But so yeah, so. um that aside, do you, have a, do you have a pick for tonight?
1: Your heart and Michigan, your head. Michigan showed a level of resiliency, you know, of the intangible stuff that exceeded what I thought they had. But the biggest thing that is tangible is their speed. I think if they I get denied. to Penix the way
0: they were able to get to Milrow.
1: And, man, they did and they were good. And you can talk about snap. You can talk about Jalen's read on the final play, all that stuff. With J.C. getting blown up on that right side, that, that didn't help matters either. Yeah. And that was the type of play their defensive front made – the bulk of the game. They were really, really good. And again, collectively far faster than I thought. That being said, watching the Washington-Texas game and seeing the way that Pinnock's... Part of it's being a left-hander. But there were some two-alike throws where it comes out of his hand and it just... There's a flame behind it. It's so quick and it's so um thrown so well there if they get if they get things going and Alabama never could i didn't think Alabama played anywhere near their capability offensively a lot of that had to do with the, the michigan defense mm-hmm. but if you can get them on their heels yeah something tells me washington may be able to do that i think it could be i think it could be a tough I think it could be a tough game for Michigan. What I will be pulling I will be pulling for Washington, but I will sleep regardless. <laughs> I'm not going to lose a lot either I know.
0: way. Uh yes or no will Harbaugh be back after tonight?
1: It won't shock me if he's there for the rest of his career, but my gut tells me he's coaching his last game with the Wolverines. Tonight. Yeah, I just don't know that he can go back. I think there's a Pete Carroll type deal where he's going to get ahead of the posse. Yeah, I can, that's because they the, want to. Yeah. They want to come after him, and you know, I've heard people say, "Oh, if they win it, they're going to have to vacate it." No, come on. There's there's been too many. No. First of all, NCAA has no teeth anymore. If they do. After the fact it's a sham. So what? They yeah. will have they will have won it and had the confetti fall and they'll keep the trophy and all that stuff. Yeah, it's already it done. It's it's done. Yeah. But um i I think I just have a feeling this is this is it for him.
0: Nick Saban's still not retiring?
1: He ain't going anywhere. As
0: far as you'd heard he as far as I've as i he Monday, January 8th. He, he hadn't called still me this the, yeah, okay. afternoon. Well,
1: Normally I would have heard okay. from him by now.
0: Um, any surprises that declared either for the draft or the portal um, that you, that, since we spoke no, last Thursday? No, as we're talking,
1: I don't think so. Pretty much, um, I think Christian's story, from what I've heard, a yeah. uh, little bit of a surprise there and disappointing because they, they really felt like he was going to be a big factor next year, could help a lot. Again... We talked about this, but nobody's better than Nick Saban at making the adjustments that need to be made, whatever they may be. And if you lose a guy, then he's as capable as anybody of going and getting. It's so different. Yeah. I mean, there may be a guy sitting there established, ready to go for another school the next year that sees something open up at Alabama because those kids – have it available to them as yeah, well they
0: know just as well as the coaches and do so they
1: see something's opened up and they may you never know what the connection is yeah um they could they could wind up somewhere else so i i've given up trying to figure out what that all looks like and just again trust that the guy from west virginia is going to Figure it out better than anybody else will, or as well yeah. as anybody else will.
0: Just trust and respect NBA. the process.
1: Yep, that's it. Trust and respect the process. I know. I mean, that's we had to do a podcast. About
0: oh that, right? my gosh! I mean, I, I feel like that's that's in the Kool Aid. So it's worked. It's worked so far.
1: It's worked extremely well, and you know, it's it's like people talking about coaches leaving, and I'm not by any means belittling the assistant coaches uh or their importance but you know every year you hear the wailing and gnashing of teeth people oh we're losing this guy and I'll go wait a minute I ha- I've been away from my phone Nick Saban didn't go anywhere is he this is previous years yeah. not right. to what you were to say no, yeah they go no I didn't see him. well if he's back I'm pretty good with it because yeah. I always remind him when the man left Michigan State to go to LSU. He sent a plane from Baton Rouge to East Lansing for his assistance. Plane came back empty, minus the pilot. And four years later, he was holding up the Crystal Football in Baton Rouge, or yeah, at the celebration in Baton Rouge, and that staff had been let go Mm. at Michigan State. Good guys, a lot of them wound up um, in Tuscaloosa. Bobby Mm -hmm. Williams, who was the head coach Being among them, but I'm not worried. As long as that guy's doing the hiring, and he's got the the resources to do so, like he does at the University of Alabama, I'm not worried about who's back. I think he's going to handle that fine.
0: You're going to sleep tonight too. I'll sleep.
1: Yeah, he ain't going to call me and ask my opinion, (laughs) and that's why I have sleep. I don't have to worry about the phone ringing.
0: Oh, you know, if he needs help with something else, yeah. Nobody asked my opinion at home. Why would Why would he call oh, and ask me? I, I, I hear you. Okay, well, Chris, when we need to find you, we need to find me. When you When we need to find you, and you're not at Coleman, just
1: call my name. I'll come run. right. I'll be there in a hurry. I'm sorry. Right. My inner Diana Ross yes. just came I know. out there. Um, Chris Stewart online. Yes, is the uh, website. Twitter or X, socials. whatever we're calling it this this week, yeah. At C Stewart Sports is where you'll find me on X. Um, Did you use Instagram, Let's get out of Facebook. here this past uh, this past I, Saturday? And it was meant, Guess. wholeheartedly when you're up three and. They miss and Finally all that stuff. All let's, let's get out of here. Yeah, and I uh, did.
0: Okay, well, good quickly. because that is. Uh,
1: that's what we're about to do that's, now.
0: That's about what we're going to do. We're gonna so
1: J and J Apparel, where you find the T-shirts.
0: We want to thank Scott Forrester for being <laughs> behind the glass and also bringing water. Or
1: he's the best. Whatever,
0: whatever else needs to get done back there. So A hook. What, water, which,
1: we, whatever has to be whatever. brought in.
0: Uh, but thank you, Chris.
1: Enjoyed it. Thank Enjoyed you.
0: Enjoy We will be back on Mondays from now on, unless.
1: We're told otherwise.
0: Unless we're told otherwise. But uh, thanks for joining us here on Respect the Process, Disrupt the Media, Double Down Media, the next round, you name it, you can get it all here. But uh, before we go, I always do that to people, like when they take a sip. I'm always like, oh, yeah. I'm ready. Okay. It
1: just makes it more dramatic. Yeah,
0: okay. And before we go, we always have to get a hearty. Roll Tide. Tide plays tomorrow night against South Carolina at Coleman, so we'll be listening.
1: Six o'clock tip. Broadcast coverage on the Crimson Tide Sports Network begins at 5. We'll see you later.